0: Welcome to Distinguished Design, a podcast from the Interaction Design Association, where we'll explore the work and people behind some of the best interaction design work out there today. All leading up to the Global Interaction Awards taking place during Interaction Week in 2021. My name is Diego Pulido, and here to help me bring another pair of previous winner stories is Nisha Agrawal. Hey, Nisha.
1: Diego, how's it going?
0: Doing very well. Well, this is now our third episode in which we go back in time, sometimes far back in time, sometimes more recently, with designers who have been shortlisted and in fact have won Interaction Awards.
1: That's right, Diego. Today we have two more interviews, starting with Andreas Rothschild. He is an independent artist and creative coder based in Copenhagen, who back in 2017, won the award for Best Student for his project Eye Conductor, which helps people express themselves through music using only their eyes and facial gestures.
0: Well, that right off the bat sounds very interesting and very empowering. And of course, it involves music, so I'm already hooked. I want to know more about this. Uh, Also, I think it's important to highlight that Andreas submitted this project while he was a student, you know, and the reason why this is important is because the interaction Award is a great opportunity for students to break into a much bigger stage with great visibility, you know, right before they're about to begin working at their first official job as a designer.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: So, all right, let's get this episode started with this conversation between Nisha and Andreas.
1: Hi today we have with us Andreas, an independent artist and creative coder from Copenhagen. He'd won, uh, he'd won an award for the best student at the IXDA Awards 2017 for his project called Eye Conductor, which helps people express themselves through music using only their eyes and facial gestures, enabling those who can't otherwise you know who are unable to express themselves to do so creatively. Hello, Andreas, and welcome to the Distinguished Design Podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Could you um, tell us a little bit more about the Conductor project, Andreas?
2: Yeah, so the Conductor project was actually a project I built in the last part of 2015. I was a student at Copenhagen Institute of Interaction Design, and it was my final project there as a student. So we had eight weeks to kind of work on something independently and I chose to focus on trying to create this musical instrument uh, aimed at eye and face interactions and aimed at people who have had a hard time playing more traditional musical instruments with their fingers.
1: How did the idea come about? Like what kind of led you to thinking about this?
2: Um, So I had been working quite a lot with Uh, new ways of controlling musical interactions. So I had done stuff with like uh, depth sensors, like Kinect cameras and Mm -hmm. a lot of sound projects also with Arduinos. And I I think it came because I was a musician, but a very bad one that (laughs) then kind of, or at least I played as a hobby uh, music. Um, And I was very interested in then I knew that I couldn't make like great, great music, but I had a flair for like weird new ways of controlling uh, music software uh, through programming and through coding and through new and novel interactions. So I think that's what led me to it. And then I found out that there was like these face and eye tracking algorithms available open source. And I, and I tried to put some stuff together and that was the project, I guess.
1: Lovely. And these eye and facial gesture um, algos were probably at that point in time, you know, probably they kind of came about uh, with the advent of the biometric sort of uh, that. That was probably their primary usage. Right. But it's so cool that you kind of thought about it in this way.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like something like eye tracking is also like heavily comes from uh, market research. So you're very interested in figuring out where do people look on screens or if they open like. um, newspapers with ads or if they're in shops, but, and, and, and the technology can do that. And, and I, but I'm not that interested in that. I'm like, I, I feel like my role somehow is to show how can technology be used in, in more playful, creative ways.
1: Yeah. Cool. Uh, just off topic, but, um, have you watched this Tom Cruise movie called, uh, The Minority Report?
2: I actually, I, I think I saw half of it once. I know about it, but I haven't seen the full thing.
1: You know, it, I think it came out in the early 2000s or late 90s, uh, I can't even remember, but I know that I missed school to watch it. And they had a really cool scene. And this was like way back then, right? Where there was no iPhone yet, nothing. Um, and there was a scene where he had to get into this really uh, secretive like uh, government sort of uh, space. Um, and it, that particular, like the entry to that, uh, the gated, com- you know, uh, place was through recognizing the person's eyeball. <laughs> so he'd oh. killed, I don't know, this person had died or something, or he killed the person. Somehow he got the eye in a bag. Wow. <laughs> and he was <laughs> waving it at the um, thing. So it was just any, any okay. kind of, you know, these facial recognition and biometrics just always reminds me of my, Tom Cruise in... Um, Minority
2: yeah. report. Oh wow. Okay. I ne- I think I need to re watch it. Do you do you recommend it
1: <laughs> still? I mean it's a so so movie, but you know, Tom okay. Cruise and all that and
2: <laughs> Yeah. No definitely. And yeah what you're saying, yeah, like the technologies i'm I'm not uh, personally that interested in in like recognition technologies. So yeah. so I, when I did my my um, project, I tracked the the landmarks of the face, but I didn't use those to see whether a person was identical to another person on a picture. And in the same way with the eye tracking, I was interested in where people were looking, but I wasn't interested in detecting their iris and scanning that and making sure that it was a specific person. I more or less just use the eye tracking output as a substitute for a mouse input. So right. a mouse input has like an X and a Y, or sorry, a mouse output. Uh, and, and the same, you can do similar things with with the eyes if you have an eye tracker. So you can like figure out where are people looking on a screen and use that X and Y position to do something in your own software.
1: Lovely, lovely. And you worked on this all by yourself?
2: Uh, yeah. So the, the school I went to was mainly focused on group projects, but then towards the end, we had to work independently. So yeah, this was an independent project. I had some, some uh, advices um, and some tutors from school, but it was an independent project.
1: Okay. And I also read like you had to uh, do extensive user research for this project. How was
2: that? Yeah, I I did quite a lot. Uh, I went and visited people who who lived with muscular dystrophy, um, and some who were already using eye trackers in their daily life. Um, And I went also to a home where people who had different uh, physical uh, disabilities um, lived and I observed how they used music in their daily life. So yeah, I did quite a lot of, of research. And then while I was doing research, I had small prototypes that I uh, asked people if they were interested in in trying out. So I kind of did because it was such a short amount of time. I did research and user testing kind of at the same time in a, in a weird, weird blend. But uh, yeah, it, w- it was really great. Uh, yeah i had a lot of fun and it was very nice to to meet people and see how they uh, responded to to my ideas
1: very cool and how did you find out about the interaction awards
2: um i think it was actually people from my school started talking about it i think maybe some some educational institutions have a history of of uh, students who had submit submitted in the past so Uh, I think we were kind of just made aware that this thing existed and we could submit projects if we felt like it. And then I, I felt like this was a project I was proud of. So I I documented it and I, and I submitted it.
1: And so you mentioned that you documented it. Was this pre submission, like before you ever knew you wanted to submit it to the awards or was all the did all the documentation come in as part of the submission process?
2: No, uh, the majority, by far the majority of it was done in the user research. So, mm-hmm. so uh, also when we had to present it as a student project, we like, I showed majority of the videos as well. So it was not something I, I reshot for the, for the um, awards. It was something I already had.
1: Cool. And so I'm guessing then the submission process must have been like a breeze for you. Is that
2: true? Yeah, I think the uh, the good thing about my old school is that we they forced us to to kind of document all our projects very nicely and especially our final project. So I didn't have.
1: (laughs) Why did you keep
2: them? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In in a way, it's like, yeah, it it was really beneficial for me. It wasn't a, a long process for me because I had already written some text about it. I had some some a lot of footage and. And yeah, it was. It didn't take that long.
1: Okay. And um, when you were submitting, so you'd heard about these awards, you were encouraged to submit, and you're proud of this project that you created. So you're like, okay, it's cool. Let me submit it. Um, uh, hopefully, it'll you know uh, end up in a positive uh, outcome. But why why was submitting this project important to you? Like, what were you what were your expectations when you were submitting the project?
2: So, I think. Back then, I came from something completely different. So so I came from sociology and then I studied this one year uh, private uh, interaction design education in Copenhagen. And I was like very much in doubt as to what am I going to do professionally? Like, am I a sociologist? Am I like a techno anthropologist? Am I like a coder? What am I? Yeah. So this. So I made this this project that I was really proud of. And I thought, okay, it's actually very nice for me to, to document it nicely and see if anybody else is interested in, in the way I work with technology. So, mm. so because I, like, the interaction design is so broad. And I think, like, overall, I'm a quite, a, quite a bad interaction designer. There's so many parts of interaction design that I'm horrible at i'm horrible at sketching i'm bad at making uis i fall asleep every time people <laughs> start talking about service design and checkpoints or, or like I, but i'm interested in in like novel new interactions between people and digital systems computers so right. i thought if this if anybody else was interested in my project then it would maybe be good to get it out there, yeah. get as many people as possible to see it. Um, and also to, to kind of, yeah, for me personally, and then also I feel like it's also interesting to share new ways of, of using cameras and using these kind of surveillance techniques yeah. and also showing that, that these techniques can be used to maybe uh, give people some some new abilities or, or help them uh,
1: be empowered. Absolutely, absolutely. You can't keep saying you're bad at everything, Andreas. I find that really hard to believe. You're bad at music, no. you're bad at this and that, and come on. You-
2: <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm definitely good at a, at a lot of things, but but I, <laughs> I I remember at my old school, we had to actually, it was a bit weird for me as a Danish person because uh, um, Denmark is very, like, egalitarian, or what do you call it, but, but in my school, yeah. we had to rate each other's skills like, how good is, are your peers at this and that? And everybody rated me very bad for UI and for t- sketching. And I am bad, but maybe also that's because I'm very focused on some things. I'm very good at, at making fast, interactive prototypes. I'm very good at coming up with ideas and I can program things kind of fast. So I'm, I'm good at those things and I'm good at combining things with music. But then there are fields that I'm also not good at and also less interested in. And I think that's yes. fine. And I think every designer Absolutely. needs to figure out what are they interested in? What are they passionate about? And then, of course, not ignore everything else, but but focus
1: slightly on those parts. Yeah. And be an expert in that particular for that one one, you know, for that few like particular skill sets. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So let's talk about the award night. Um, in 2017 did you actually um, travel to the awards venue? yeah I
2: actually I actually did um, and I had some 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 friends who I went to school with who had then uh, later moved to New York uh, so i I slept on the couch of Sruti from my old class uh, in Brooklyn uh, yeah and I stayed for I think maybe five five days total um, yeah
1: okay and what was that particular night like when your award was announced you know how did you feel what was it like
2: um it was very i don't know i felt it was very overwhelming i was also i was nominated in some in some categories i was nominated in the empowering category and expression category which i didn't win but I was, I think I was called on stage and then I think Microsoft won the empowering category which, with, a, with a fabulous project, like an inclusive toolkit they made. And it was such, so surreal to like, I was just, a, I used to just be a student and now I was nominated and In Microsoft category, won. It was like, yeah, yeah. what am I doing here? <laughs> so I think, I think it was very, I think it was a good thing. I didn't win that category because my project was so little in uh, compared to their project, but I was, I was very, very uh, honored and extremely proud of winning the student uh, category for sure. Uh, and, and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> like, I think, yeah, I said thanks, Ruti, for letting me sleep on your couch. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, have been here, I guess. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. And since you won the award, Andreas, like, um, what has it meant for you? Uh, you know, it's been some years now. Uh, Since you won the award, like, um, what kind of reactions do you get, um, and and what has it meant for you generally in the work that you do? I think it it made
2: me confident, personally confident in in trying to pursue this idea of me being a person within interaction design that tries to make new novel. Projects by combining inputs and outputs that you don't normally see, so controlling stuff with your eyes or with your face, and a bit later that led me to be very interested in in machine learning because I found out like that that face tracking and eye tracking that was powered by machine mm-hmm. learning algorithms. So I kind of, in a way, this project steered me in this direction that I'm still pursuing, where I'm. Mm-hmm working independently, teaching quite a lot. Actually, I teach workshops all over the world. Uh, yeah. And I do freelance with some of the same technologies. And then I do my own artistic works with with some of these techniques. So it made me confident in myself and, and made me say, okay, I can actually be in this space. And even though some of, some of the stuff I do can seem a bit like, uh, new and weird, then people are interested in it. Yeah.
1: Cool, cool. So there's some validation, right, that kind of just that stayed with you and, and then you're still pursuing that. That's great.
2: Def- definitely. And then I could also say it also led to speaking opportunities. So mm-hmm. back in Denmark and back in Europe, people were interested. Oh, you, you made this project. I saw that. Can you come do like a quick little lightning talk about your project? And that led me also into like now I do quite a lot of public speaking. Um Lovely. so and in the beginning I only spoke about that project. Now I've made <laughs> other projects that I also speak about. Right. Uh, yeah.
1: Can I just also ask you um I noticed that uh a year before you won this award you had also submitted uh some of the work that you did with with the a, a group of people and uh I think that one you probably would just shortlisted um Uh, that particular year you didn't end up winning uh, for that project that you submitted. But then the following year, um, you know, you submitted iConductor and of course you won. What, I'm just curious, like what made you wanna come back and submit uh, a project, you know, in a year that you had already submitted and was shortlisted and, you know, like didn't win? Like what was it about the IXDA um, community or the awards that uh, made you wanna come back?
2: Just being totally honest, the first project was in a group, and I was not aware that it was being submitted. I think it was oh. John. It was me, John from South Africa, and Alejandro from Mexico. Uh, we made this project sound blocks together, and I think John submitted it. And I was, and like I was just a student, uh, like yeah. uh, kind of. Uh, yeah, busy with other things. So I didn't really know about this whole IXDA. So he submitted it, and then after it got shortlisted, I became aware of it, and and then I started following it, and I started watching um, projects from from other years, and I and I kind of got interested in it. I missed the uh, awards in 2016. I think it was in Helsinki. I I couldn't be there, so that also made me kind of curious as to like like okay, now I'm nominated in 17 I want to I want to go to New York I want to see this I wanna thing be and I think
1: there. yeah
2: I want to be there um, and um, I would also say that after that like I've I haven't been I haven't submitted projects yet or been nominated but I've been to IXDA quite a few times and also mm-hmm. taught workshops there so oh, it's, lovely. It, for me it's a very nice um, opportunity to see like-minded people to get inspired and to see, yeah, fun new projects. Um, yeah, I think I I was in this year, actually, before Corona shut everything down. Yeah,
1: in February down. in Milan. Yeah. yeah,
2: I taught a workshop and I also taught a workshop in Lyon, uh, maybe in 18 or something like that. Or uh-huh. I don't know, maybe, I can't remember what year that was, I'm not cool. sure.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Then you must have uh, in twenty uh, in Feb this year. A lot of uh, the kind of IxD award committee was also present there, um, so I guess you guys must have bumped into each other. Anyway, but lastly, uh, Andreas, do you have any advice for those who are curious about uh, submitting a project uh, to be considered for the uh, for the Interaction Awards?
2: I would say just do it, and even if it. Doesn't maybe get uh, shortlisted or get uh, becomes a finalist, then it's very nice to document your projects so you're able to show them uh, elsewhere. So I think like the format of like trying to force yourself to write a descriptive text about it, whether you're a student or it's a commercial project, and then yeah. making a short condensed video that really explains the high the key highlights of your project is is just really good to do, and then you should do that all the time and if you do that then submit it and see see what happens it, that's what i did and it yeah i was very happy that i that i did it and that i submitted it, it it changed a lot of things for me
1: awesome so you're saying documenting regardless is a good exercise and oh yeah definitely th- there's no kind of uh, nothing to lose right
2: document document document
1: yeah yeah like gary we also says <laughs> Cool, this is awesome, Andreas. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to tell us about your project and for sharing your experience with us.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you very much, Nisha. Yet another great previous winner story that we're able to share with all of our listeners here on Distinguished Design. And as you may have guessed it by now, yes, we do have indeed one more to go in this episode.
1: Of course, I believe you had the chance to speak with Simone Ribeau-Dango, right?
0: That is correct. I spoke with Simone. He's a design director at Oyo Studio. And back in 2014, when the awards took place at a beautiful venue back in Amsterdam, I remember it was this like castle in the middle of like the water. It was absolutely amazing. He won not one, but two Interaction Awards, one in the category of Engaging, and the other one for Best in Show for a project called Addicted Products. I will let Simone explain in detail what this project was about, but let's just say that it involves toasters and their ability to determine whether they want to feel like being a toaster in your kitchen or not.
1: Oh, wow. A self-aware kitchen appliance. That's correct. I (laughs) mean, I, I cannot wait for this. All right, let's carry on with the conversation between Simone and you. Let's go.
0: We are here with Simone Rebaudengo. He's currently a design director at Oyo Studio in London and Belgrade. Simone, welcome to Distinguished Design and thank you very much for being here with us.
3: Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, it's great to be here.
0: Now, back in 2014, when the Interaction Conference and the awards took place in Amsterdam, you won the Interaction Award for Engaging and also the Best in Show Award for Addicted Products, You know, which is a concept that explores the concept of addiction in relation to the products we use. And in fact, this is more about designing a service for the products themselves to support their own goal of being used the best way possible, as opposed to the other way around, which is how we usually design products. But I'll let you explain to our listeners uh, more in depth what this product was about.
3: Um, Yeah, so Addicted Products, was actually my thesis project in in interaction design. So I used to study in uh, in Delft, in Holland, and and then I ended up doing um, this project in collaboration with a studio in London called uh, hack design studio um and uh, usman like the, the founder of the studio was uh, it's really kind of future thinker and he was working on um behaviors uh applied to products and especially for installation in the realm of public space um and so so basically what i what i got into was this really really deep research around products behavior and 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 i was looking mostly into this idea of like how products can uh, have a behavior that is not expected in the moment that they are connected. Uh, and it was, a, you know, the early, early stage of in- IoT or Internet of Things. You know, there, it wasn't even called Internet of Things. It was called, like, machine to machine, you know, protocols. And, and and we were, at that time, we were experimenting with a platform that they made called Pachuba that basically allowed you to connect anything yeah. to anything. And so I just, you know, kind of thought, okay, if if we connect things, you know, what do they talk about? What are there? what do we exchange? And and mainly, you know, things know about being used and, and, and in the moment that they can compare each other, you know, suddenly you create a, a situation that didn't happen before. And so maybe things and objects um, start to kind of compare each other. And, and basically I went in a bit of a sort of more fictional route, but really building um, a real life prototype of a service where uh, I, build five toasters that would be connected to each other and would always compare and have like an internal sort of
0: peer pressure system. Yeah.
3: And the, and the peer pressure would then lead to a difference in behavior which would be both physical. So actually the toaster were hacked to have motors inside to be, uh, they wouldn't talk because I don't think toasters <laughs> should talk, but they were just like winging their lever. Uh, but then there was a whole, you know, online system in which they would tweet about, you know, finding people they wanted to be used. And I opened up an actual uh, platform for people to convince objects to come to their place. So for two months, we I ran this fake sort of fiction. I mean, I call it real fictional right. because it's a completely fictional system but it was working in reality where people could apply okay. the chance to get a device and then keep it for as long for as long as the device was happy. And otherwise, someone would come dress as DHL and, you know, bring it somewhere else and kind of creating this weird relationship where you as a human were actually, uh, you know, kind of had more like a keeping power instead of a buying power. Uh, and it, it,
0: it was it was, in, it was crazy. It, it almost reminds me of the concept, um, some people may be familiar with this, but the concept of that you never own a cat you sponsor a cat because you know as opposed to a dog like you know cats could basically lift you whenever you want uh so it, in a way this reminds me a little bit of that because you're trying to to um bid for attention from a toaster and and this is actually better um seen at the video which we'll link in the show notes of this episode uh and you can see this toaster literally just reacting to their users and eventually leaving because they don't really feel happy. This is fascinating. I'm curious to know how you went about submitting the project itself to the Interaction Awards. What prompted you to think, yeah, this might be a good avenue to show this project? Well,
3: I mean, because I, you know, I, I studied Interaction Design and I, um, you know, Interaction Awards was it's kind of a nice zone sort of saying, okay, like that's where all the, the cool Interesting projects are are published, and you know that uh, there is a chance uh, for. I, I think you know it, it's really borderline. What I was happy about is that somehow, uh, you know, putting it in the interactional world made it become an interaction project as well. Because um, you know it's kind of really in between the the limit of interaction design and design mm-hmm. fiction, which I clearly didn't know anything about at the time. So other people told me it was that, but um, so yeah, it was it was. Quite surprising. I just submitted, and um, I think the the jury that year was probably uh, the <laughs> perfect jury for this type of approach because there was uh, uh, Fiona Rebi from RCA, there was um, Genevieve Bell from Interlabs, and th- which are all kind of really interested in this idea of you know kind of new technologies and visions and. So it was kind of a time where I, I guess I was at the right, the right project in the right time, submitted at the right
0: time, you know? <laughs> that, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and and what were your expectations? Like, what why was it important at the end of the day for you to, to submit this and show this project to to this kind of crowd?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess as a student, uh, you know, coming out of school and doing, and I, it, it was a long project. and. And it was also kind of very off path compared to my university. Like, for instance, I had a really hard time graduating with this project because uh, my school didn't really accept this yeah. as, a, mm-hmm. as a as a thesis uh, because my, I didn't have a problem statement, but I had an op- kind of an opportunity area. And I, and I got into this amazing beautiful fight where I, I almost didn't graduate, but then I, I got the interaction award. Wow. show. And, <laughs>
0: what a contrast. And I, I,
3: no, and I really liked it because at the same time, you know, it. It, it was a bit of a edgy project and um, so, so some way I think as a student being, being able to get uh, submit and get your work recognized is really important and um, and for me it was an immense surprise that that happened like I, I, I wasn't even when you get like selected for the you know for the shortlist I was oh my god it's, it's selected this is crazy <laughs> um, how did that happen um, yeah. but, That's yeah. amazing.
0: Now um, I'm curious to know about that night back in Amsterdam. Like, how did that night go for you? To take us back to that moment and to you know realize that you had won.
3: Well, the, the the crazy thing is that I almost didn't make it because I I was there during the um, during the all um, conference and uh, and then I, the the day before one of my best friend uh, it was the first friend of mine that got married and, and I was okay I cannot miss this I need to I need to fly back. <laughs> And then I flew back and, you know, it was a wedding. So the, the, the morning after, I, I, I really made it like three <laughs> seconds before the airplane made it. And, and I was receiving messages, constant messages from the awards team. It's like, where are you? And, you know, they told me mm-hmm. that you left. And I was like, yeah, I left. I was at <laughs> the wedding in Italy. And so anyway, so I, I was, I was <laughs> I, I, let's say I was, I was in my perfect self in the morning. I made it yeah. to Amsterdam. Um, and then the night, know, there was a swim in Amsterdam. We were on boats, so we were we were boating through the canals to get to this award ceremony in a castle. And it was all like, you know, kind. of know, interaction award is always uh, there is always some surprise like that. And uh, and then yeah, like we had different uh, categories, and I and I, I won the, the the engaging category, and that was like oh my god. Uh, and i and i was okay this is crazy and you know my friends were there from university and like they were like oh my god great and then you know i didn't even think about anything else you know you want a category and that's it and then when they um they said told about the best in show and they told uh, you know they called audited products i was just okay what is this you know that's a mistake and i and and i then they, they they basically brought me to the stage and did the, the first thing I, I don't know I couldn't say anything so I just went to the <laughs> to the microphone and I was like oh um right fuck. I mean it's a it's a so, true, like Oscar or Grammy just, moment you're like, you
0: know like you're just you know taken by
3: yeah I just thought uh, I just dropped this gigantic F bomb <laughs> in front of all the recruiters of Microsoft of Facebook. Great my first impression. Yes. yes, yes, yes. But but I, you know I, I guess that was it's part of my also how then anyway I did <laughs> my career it, I, It's 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 not fully I I, I, yeah. I, 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 I I drop it sometimes, also during talks. So, but so I, I'm actually curious it, about something okay. you
0: said there. Like you know, you're a student. You are um, up there in front of recruiters <laughs> for Microsoft and all these great places that we're attending. Um, I, I'm curious to know along that line, like, what winning this awards, what kind of impact did it have on either the project or on your career itself? You know, in in the time that came after that.
3: Um. Yeah, so I, I think what what that project helped me with is uh, developing a whole uh, sort of like personal <clears throat> research and and line of work which I'm still working on. Like uh, now it's almost uh, uh, you know six yeah. to seven, almost like eight years, seven years after. And um, and and out of that same sort of type of project, I you know I, I've been able to do a bunch of exhibitions, a bunch of uh, talks um and i also created a whole series of projects that came out of that that brought brought me to you know to exhibit in, in Vitra museum That's and right. in a bunch of museums around the world and to talk That's in right. you know a bunch of places and, and 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 i think that also was for me was really important also to to have understanding that uh beside your sort of you know designer career there is also like a sort of personal research that it's really important to have in uh, a personal point of view about, you know, technology that we put in the world. So um, it was also like a very, it's like, okay, this type of work should exist and has some meaning. Uh, so, you know, do conceptual future vision work uh, that actually works in yeah. practice, it's, it's really meaningful. I mean, I don't know if it's meaningful, <laughs> yeah. but it was meaningful for me. Um, uh, but at least, you know, like being able to have, have discussions, projects uh, about the technology we put in the world is something we definitely need more and more now. Uh, and I think sometimes uh, if if I go back a bit in, in some of the evolution back then, I think the interaction community was a bit more inclined mm-hmm. into this sort of more experimental view of interaction. So, you know, the years before it was always projects that would expand what we mean with interaction. And I think then we had sort of as a, as a as an industry, where this crystallization moment where, okay, now we all know what it is, and you know, things that are important now are you know efficiency, and and I think now again is a time where I would really like to see more experimental interaction coming out of uh, of the awards and 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 you know pushing uh, kind of our industry in, in, in a further way direction. So I didn't find a job because of that, though. I, I mean I think sometimes maybe that's something that for you know people applying actually didn't find any the, the work I mean my job didn't come out of that because I actually had to pretend that I do other interaction design work to one get one that
0: didn't involve uh, a toaster you know doing short circuit to itself to leave a household right <laughs> yeah
3: yeah it was it was a bit too, too <laughs> a bit too out there but uh, yeah
0: I think you said it yourself I mean this is internet of things before it was called internet of things so I mean the, it, the concept of a uh, of uh, an appliance talking to to something by way of uh, being connected through the internet is um, something that may be seen as commonplace right now, but not back then. So that's uh, that's something to to highlight because it's um, it is that level of trying to be futuristic and conceptual in that way that eventually leads to bigger and greater things. Um, but one last question for you: You know, if for anyone listening to this episode thinking, hey i may be wanting to submit my project to the interaction awards uh, you know do you have any advice for anyone who might be considering doing so
3: um i mean yeah first of all just do it because it's uh even if you know it's really as a student or as a small studio or as a company i think it's 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 not maybe like something that that brings like let's say like it doesn't have the, the 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 the, the, the media coverage of maybe like uh the, the larger if but i think at the same time it has more value because within our industry i think it's 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 really important you know what what comes out of there it's something that people look at and have respect and discuss and see, you know like even within now that i'm a bit you know more experienced than all my peers we are in different places in this industry it's like you know we still look at that and say yeah man like this concept so so i think it's it's, it's something important to be, to placing yourself in this industry, uh, to see whether what you're doing is relevant um, to, you know, and even like if you get selected, it's a great, it's a great experience even just being there at the awards and, and you know, meeting other people that have been shortlisted and, and then if you win it, it's actually a very well designed object too, so I think it's very nice to have it uh, <laughs> <laughs> beside uh, anything, so no, I think it's uh, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, but p- practically, I don't know. I think I would say uh, I would submit even things that are halfway. And because a lot of my students from, because uh, I was teaching at CIV in Copenhagen, a lot of my students won some awards with projects that were done in, you know, five days. Uh, and and <laughs> I remember one of the guys, I think we were in the on or something, was like, uh, he, he won an award they won an award against some big company developing something huge for years. And then when he got this, it was this internet telephone project. Then. And it was like, yeah, I'm sorry to say like, because they asked, you know, what do you think? Yeah, I'm sorry, but you know, we just worked on this five <laughs> days. So I'm sorry that you guys working for, for a year and a half. Um, so yeah. So I think, you know, whatever you have, uh, I think it's good to push there and see what happens.
0: That's great. That's a great story and definitely one that involves uh, the the concept of, of really stretching the boundaries of what's possible and the implications that that can have ultimately. So, Simone, thank you so much for being here on Distinguished Design. Grazie mille. Yeah,
3: you're welcome. See you guys.
1: That was a great conversation, Diego. Really interesting to see how this project redefines the relationship we could have with appliances that we usually just take for granted.
0: That's right, I'm certainly gonna think twice about getting angry at my toaster next time, you know, it slightly burns a piece of bread, you know, after hearing this conversation, you know, you never know what they might be feeling you
1: never uh, know
0: yeah <laughs> all right this brings us to the end of this episode of distinguished design one where we had the chance yet again to bring some of this previous winner stories to our listeners directly from those designers who created these projects and lived the experience and of course felt the positive impact of winning an interaction award
1: yep also remember to check out the show notes link for more information on the projects from these previous award winners
0: Now, if you like what you hear and want to continue hearing other Interaction Awards focused stories, please give us a review. Distinguished Design is brought to you by an all-volunteer Interaction Awards committee within the Interaction Design Association. So if you want to get in touch with us, find us on social media at ixdawards, all one word, or visit us at awards.ixda.org to connect with fellow members of this amazing community. Thank you very much to all of our listeners who spent this time with us, and we'll be back very soon with yet another episode of Distinguished Design. Until then, goodbye. Bye, Nisha. Goodbye. Bye, Diego.